And it's funny because like I asked the I asked the women at work, and they were like, they're like, yeah, you know, now they they hate it, but you know, they're kind of blaming the kids that they don't want to go outside. I'm like, well, no, you don't want them to go outside. <laughs> you want to go. You want them to go outside when you can helicopter them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad. My dad. Um, his parents. Well, his mom left and went to England. His dad left and went to Canada. So he was raised by his grandparents. So he basically had no supervision. So my dad learned everything by trial and error and sink or swim. That's how he learned to swim. He learned, he learned to sink or swim. And I was just like, what? So, yeah, so, so I guess that was his method with raising me. It was just like, look, yo. I was like, Dad, is that iron hot? Touch it and see. Not a good idea. He's just like, yo, touch it and see. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information. I just need some information. I've been dying. I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading. I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Yeah, buddy. How you doing, Joel? I'm good, man. Doing really good. Good, good, good. Man, we got a unique episode on our hands, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm Take more me excited. back to my childhood. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm excited and um, the audience is excited because you guys pushed to play to listen. So, uh, Today we're looking at gaming, esports, esports versus traditional sports, t sports. So you'll hear me say t sports or esports. Um, t for traditional. T for traditional uh, soccer, basketball, football, rugby, hockey. Yeah, hockey, and 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 so forth. Uh, but just to just to clear clear uh, to be clear, uh, Joel. Tell the people about your background when it comes to gaming and gaming games of choice. Oh, well, it goes back to like Nintendo as a kid. Um, I mean, this is a, a good anecdotal. I can remember as a kid, my parents taking the Nintendo away and then I found it in their closet. So I thought it was a good idea to wrap it up and put it under the Christmas tree and give it back to my parents. <laughs> So I don't know I don't know how long it lasted before they took it away again, but I definitely got to play it on Christmas. Um, but yeah, I mean Nintendo, you know the the original Super Mario Brothers three, Blades of Steel, mm-hmm. those were my joints. Yeah, but I think uh, I wouldn't have called myself a gamer back then. But as uh, I definitely got into Final Fantasy seven on PS one, and then I think. For most of my teenage years, college or university, it was two games, Call of Duty and NHL. It was the only two games I always bought. Okay. How about you? Uh, well, yes, yeah, I started out with Nintendo and then Super Nintendo and then PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Um, and it's weird my my gaming story is kind of weird so uh 
you know, I got, I became a Christian in 2005 and, uh, I guess you could say I got, I got saved from gaming. Um, my, my whole just worldview mindset changed in the way how I just saw my time and my desires changed. So instead of gaming, I picked up reading, which I didn't grow up reading, you know, so, so now I read um or you know play chess or whatever but um i say all that to say that you know i don't i don't hate gaming uh but i'm definitely not a gamer now uh yeah yeah i'm definitely not a gamer now so uh so what quant what qualifies as a gamer that no and that's a good question we should be clear um to define it because there's nothing wrong with playing video games uh, i think it's just a matter of amount of time that you put in so like you know like esports is like professional players, right? Yeah. Um, which, or or which even, might be a shock to some people listening. Oh, what do you right. mean? There's professional players? Yeah, yeah. So there's oh, professional you, players, professional. Just keep leagues. listening. You'll figure it out. We'll we'll get into it a bit. But. Right, right. Um, but I think we're looking at okay. Well, the average time, the average time that a, that a person is online or playing video games is about seven hours a week. A week. That's an hour a day. Um. I would say if you want to qualify as a gamer, you probably end up more than that. Yes. Someone at seven hours, probably just casually. Playing. Right, right. Because uh, I'm thinking back in the day when I was playing, um, more like my games of choice would be like uh, NBA Live and um, Fight Night. Fight Night was uh, wonderful. And, and actually, but even back then, they were tracking. They used to track the time I, you know you played. So I, easily, I would put in two to three hours. Easy. My my longest was like in my prime of gaming. In one year uh, of Call of Duty alone, I was playing NHL at the same time. Probably mm-hmm. I cracked over twenty four hours played. And sorry, twenty four days played. Oh, really? In a year. So, yeah, gaming. Like, yeah, you're right. Three hour gaming session, probably multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Saturday, especially if you're, especially if you're, if you're playing like a season, or, or or you got like a. Well, I mean, in that era, I was playing. I had like twelve buddies that we jump online. I mean, when I say buddies, I don't mean they were from here. We just mm-hmm. created a group of guys over online, and mm-hmm. every time you jump on, you you'd be able to play Call of Duty with a group of six people. You know, join a party. My my brother played too so we had two people in the same house it was mm-hmm. easy to be like hey you want on okay cool let's go mm-hmm. so you know that i mean i don't even want to think about what the average was you know if i did 24 days played in in eight months i'm not even gonna try and do the math because i don't want to know the number right but you know you're doing sometimes a four-hour session yeah. you come over from school oh i just finished an exam i got nothing going on Bam. right right or summer or you're multitasking while you're talking to your girl and, and games on yeah, mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not listening to me. What are you talking oh, about? What did I just say? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh. You stumble <laughs> through it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad I, I was. Oh, yeah. If, you're, if my ex is listening, I apologize. Yeah. My ex yeah. isn't listening. I can almost guarantee it. But I'm glad I never. Yeah, I can't. Jenna can't be like, did you do that to me? No. No. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. I know entire about me I wasn't gaming anymore, so that's how it goes. But so what sparks what sparked this episode was a podcast called This Is Why. From Global News. From Global News. And they did an episode on 
esports in Canada, and there was an event for Dota 2, and that's D-O-T-A 2, which is uh, Defense of the Agents, and there was a tournament being held in Vancouver um, at the, the, the Vancouver Hockey Arena. Yeah, Rogers Arena. The Rogers Arena. Or the Vancouver and, Yeah, and it's, and, and it's sold out. It's sold out, and basically- Like 17,000 people. Yeah, 17,000 people. Lowest price for the ticket was like 125, 125 bucks. Uh, we'll, the, we'll put that podcast uh, from yeah 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 the, the link yeah actually yeah the episode was really really good and um, the pot was twenty five mil but to split between I think the five guys uh, yeah four. I think I think that sounds right yeah. yeah which is insane yeah yeah so so Dota two for those who don't know it's a free free to play multiplayer online battle arena video game um, so free to play much like your you know, phone games, Candy Crush, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. There's, you know, they make money by getting you to buy upgrades in, in micro payments, let's call them, under $5 purchases. So you, it's free to play, but chances mm -hmm. are either you're paying a season subscription mm -hmm. or to play online for four months or, or something like that. It might be 10 bucks. Right. It's a whole bunch of smaller payments, unlike the traditional type of, you know, gaming. Uh, where you're paying 60 bucks up front for a game or 80 bucks or whatever the number is and and the console or whatnot mm -hmm. it's just try to get you to spend a dollar here two dollars here mm -hmm. i mean i've heard of people with with bills of like a couple hundred bucks a month on these free to play games oh really like, yeah they they make money they wow. almost make more money by giving you the game for free hmm well, it sounds like another episode. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, you know, people were paying, you know, to watch the game. Um, and so now it raises the question, you know, the, the podcast is raising the question, are they athletes? And more so, uh, the argument they were making was, will esports eventually surpass uh, hockey, you know, in our Canadian context, surpass hockey and uh, traditional sports uh, and popularity? Uh, so let's start from that point, Joel. Will esports? Do you think esports will surpass traditional sports? Or yeah, in, in your place, you know, you're a hockey guy. Um, I think if you're looking at esports as a mass category and comparing it to a single sport, it's quite possible. Because I think it would be more appropriate to say esports, hockey, compared to traditional sports, hockey. Um, because otherwise it's not necessarily an apples to apples comparison that I think the better example or the better comparison long-term if I was trying to say what's more popular would be, let's say the percentage of kids or youth or whatever category of age bracket you want to use, what percentage play video games or are part of, let's say esports leagues versus traditional sports leagues. Uh, in that question, if I'm redefining it a little, I think you will continue to see like an esports growth, um, but I don't know that it will necessarily be a, at the cost of significantly impacting traditional sports. Okay. Okay. Well, I would I would say now I'm I'm a you know basketball guy um, by nature. But I do see esports surpassing it in popularity, uh, namely because I think 
you know, passing down of, 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 of the culture. So for example, um, I did both. So yeah, I played, I played basketball and I gamed. Um, but a lot of my peers and like most, the average age for gamers is 35. Yeah. Right. So that's like my peers. Like and it's not it's, kids. I think it's older for women. Yeah. The average women gamers. Yeah. But I older. mean, it's probably not a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's significant. The yeah. number of female gamers. Well, you know, but. again, that, that's probably another episode to really look at like, you know, what, what kind of life, like, what does that look like? But, but most of them are like my peers. So from like practical observations with my peers, um, who did both sports, uh, they hand down the controller before they hand down the baseball bat. Uh, one, because it's easier. It's mm -hmm. less time consuming. It's easier to just, you know, tell your son and say, hey, oh man, let me, let, 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 let's walk through Super Mario together. Yeah, yeah. You know, let me show you how to beat this bad boy. Right. <laughs> let me show you how to show off your kid. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, let me show you how to get Princess Toadstool. Right. <laughs> Versus, it's easier to do it than than to take them outside because, like, you know, traditional sports. You know, to learn how to make a layup, you're not learning that in an hour or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the second point. I mean, you learn is, the concept, but yeah, you don't. yeah, yeah, right. And then the second point is that you know, for safety reasons, you know, you don't want your kid outside. Um, especially unsupervised, like, you know, playing pickup, uh, play, playing um, street hockey, pickup basketball, in the park, playing baseball while kids are swinging bats, right? So it's just, it's just helicopter safer. Helicopter parenting. Yeah, hello, okay, helicopter parenting, um, right? So, yeah, I mean, just contrasting, I think we, I only reason I made the comment about helicopter parenting is that like, we are on a trajectory where, you know, letting your kid walk to school like versus when I was a kid, really everybody walked to school. And it was, you know, let's say two blocks, three blocks, four blocks of what I'm thinking. How, like, I remember seeing herds of kids on the path that I would take. Mm -hmm. And now it's just continuing to diminish. And really? I would, yeah. And I would say it's more from a fear base, in my opinion. That's why I referenced helicopter parenting. Because oh. helicopter parenting is all about preventing your kid from experiencing pain mm -hmm. or when they're experiencing pain you're going to come help versus letting them go through it um so in that sense you know we've mm -hmm. had a conversation around like why aren't kids playing sports outside mm -hmm. it's like are their parents letting them you know are they letting mm -hmm. them be maybe free enough that they would be outdoors more or outside more mm -hmm. Right. No, it, yeah. It's just one of those things where you're like, okay, so it's for safety purposes, it's rather it's better to keep the kid in the house. And another reason why I think esports will do well is um, because it kind of equalizes the playing field when it comes to competition, where you can have women, children, and men competing. Um, Relatively on a fair. Yeah. And, and technically, well, from what, what the uh, why not, or, or this is why. A podcast. They were saying um, the they were saying that you know the younger you are, the better you are. Yeah. And you know the older you are, you're kind of like can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean. So you know your brain is. Uh, I can't remember what they were saying, but but technically, you know, kids have the capacity to be better gamers than adults. Um, but but I, I think that's attractive. Uh, mm -hmm. The competition. You know, even I think in my head, I'm like, you know, I got out of gaming just as that was taking off. And I was like, man, 
I mean, you know, even now and then I think about what if, how good could I have been? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if PS2 was your, your last console, mm-hmm. you know, PS2 had, I can remember like, oh, I can connect this to the internet. Like there's an ethernet port, but I never did it. Yeah. And then, you know, Xbox, I think it was 360 that I got. It was just because that's Call of Duty, yeah. Xbox. I preferred PS, always did. But um, when I got Xbox, it was all about online gaming, like all about the competition. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I play Call of Duty in NHL because I literally only play online multiplayer. Yeah. I yeah. never, I don't do the story in Call yeah. of Duty. Yeah. I, I maybe played five minutes yeah. most years. Yeah. Why would I? I can go beat up someone else on the. Right. You know, like, I, want, I want the competition. You know, it's one thing to beat up your brother or your cousins and to beat up your boys, but then you're like, okay, now I gotta, you know, step off the the block and see who else is, yeah, yeah. who else is the man. But okay, so with that said, with that said, uh, let's try to uh, take an econ- economics perspective in regards to uh, foreseeing what the implications will be for. Uh, the popular esports in the future, like, like what, what do you foresee happening? Um, well, I guess first thing I want to say is, if people are like, "How is this economics?" Um, at least for me, and I think you're in agreement. Mm-hmm. It's along the lines of uh, a Ludwig, Ludwig von Mises approach to economics, which is human action, and and the idea he calls it praxeology. So how is the rise of esports going to impact how people act or the behaviors of people long term um and so i'm just framing it in that you might not think of that as economics but we look at economics um about incentives about how people act what are their preferences and satisfying their needs and sometimes that doesn't it goes beyond just the commercial or commerce side of things or for that way of looking at economics. So in, in that sense, um, you know, I think the simple thing is, or the simpler question is, what experience did you or me have in team sports that we feel positively shaped us, mm-hmm. but is at least less likely or not at all going to occur in esports? Right. So like I, I would frame it this way. The popularity of esports minus the traditional sport. Yeah. So that's not good. So it's good to have balance. But if you're having a situation where uh, esports and no traditional sports, I think there are uh, life skills and lessons you miss by not participating in traditional sports. And those life skills, I think, ultimately add up to manhood. Uh, marriage, family. Mm-hmm. That's where I, well, I mean, that's where I see it going. So like, there's yeah. just two points, two points I have um, from traditional sports. If, if, you, if you X that out and you just have your kid gaming all day or for the rest of their life, is there's a sex factor and then there's a through the fire factor. So I think you need to unpack both of them. <laughs> All right. I was so, going to say one, but I'm like, nah. Both uh, need to be okay. Unpacked. So the sex factor. So the sex factor, uh, like, there's basically two points. Um, women are attracted to 
the traditional athlete. So, how do you know? Well, well, I asked, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 and, it, and it's and it's you know you know just basic human nature. Um, it, there's almost like a, a the the mating ritual at the sporting event, right? right? The guy's you know flexing his muscles. He's showing that he's dominant, um, and the girls are there and they're associating uh, that with okay, wow, like he has he has control of his body. He's strong. He takes charge. Like these are these are. Um, it's why all the jocks have girlfriends in high school, and the chess club is loners. Right, right. Well, well that may you, not that may not impact what long term yeah, has, and, but I think to right, yeah, yeah, and and, and and you know it, we don't want to speak in absolute terms because you know there's people who play traditional sports who are still not good with girls. Right, and then there <laughs> are guys who are gaming who are good with girls. So you know what I mean. But but just in general. Yeah, yeah, because you know, not everybody's the same. But essentially, uh, that first point, uh, women are attracted to men who are athletic, and I'm and I'm saying it in this way because majority of the people who play games are men. So my main concern, my main concern is just uh, the men not developing, or, or or the boys not developing into men. So women attracted to to the traditional athlete, and then the second one is porn, um, and porn. Um, ruins you uh, sexually, and when it comes to dealing with women, and I and I, I like just basically uh, isolation and a lot of screen time is not a good recipe. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you put it in those with those two, you know, qualifiers or or characteristics because it doesn't. I think you could say isolation and screen time could be manifesting in a number of ways it doesn't have to be gaming it could be on facebook yes, right. it could be just chatting on your whatsapp with all your friends mm-hmm. and that's you know this weird semi social but semi isolated per you know and um that just crazy excessive screen time screen time i think is a real catalyst for your point with regards to porn that if you're already excessive screen time uh, and now you have an urge. How are you gonna handle it? Um, and and with the ease of access that we have in today's world, it's not like back in the day when you had to sneak into the you know blacked out movie store to mm-hmm. to you know there was friction to some extent. Now right. the the friction to access, I don't even know what the proper terminology for i mean we're saying porn but like you know let's call it um like digital sex or impersonal sex Uh um is is so there's no friction Uh you know you need to be taught Uh self-control um and i think excessive screen time excessive visual stimulation um isn't it especially in gaming, usually is a result of a lack of self-control to be like, wait, wait uh, I got something else I should have been doing tonight instead of four <laughs> hours of gaming. Um, and going back to right. when I gave you the example, yeah. when I yeah. had my, I, I would totally fall into that category yeah. that I had excessive screen time. Yeah. I was sacrificing some other things, yeah. even if it was just hanging out with a friend. Yeah. Even it, for me, food. Yeah. Like food, I, I would go Skip without dinner. eating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, it's it's all about the frozen dinners, right? The hot pockets. The quickest thing to yeah. get back to yeah, the Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Right. It's all, and, and I yeah. think that actually. By the way, I love you, Tyra. <laughs> getting me off of that. 
<laughs> Give me the real food. Stop stop microwaving. Yeah, your food. man. There's a microwave and everything. Dude, but yeah. I don't even own a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna get slack for that one. Yeah. Um yeah, but no, but toaster oven baby. But there's okay, so so Dr. Marissa um or or Zach. So she's the director of computer addiction services and clinical assistant professor at Harvard Medical School. And she said the physiology of video gaming is also a significant interest. After all, the endorphins released in the process of intense video gaming are the same chemicals released in the process of panic or sexual activity. As in now well known, these hormone release releases can become addictive. So I'm not I'm not saying that it's like uh, the dopamine stuff. Yeah. Right? Like you the feedback loop of you give yourself mental stimulation, your body releases dopamine and you become addicted to that sort of pleasure mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit of, let's call it general addiction, where mm-hmm. you become physically addicted because of the pleasure response system of the body. Mm-hmm. And there's a, to break that addiction, you almost need to rewire that. Um, and I mean, we're getting into, not that we're experts in this, but like you're talking about neuroplasticity and a whole bunch of stuff that's really interesting. Um, but I think from the fundamental level, it's good to recognize that the excessive screen time is about how are you becoming addicted to the certain type of pleasure response systems in your body. Right. And, and, you know, and this is why I brought up the, the, the first point about women being attracted to men or, uh, males with, uh, who are athletic, um, in that. You know, you're at these events and there's real women there. You are behind closed doors, there's no real women there. Ultimately, as a man, you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have the urge to want female company. Uh part of being around women is you know, interacting with them, befriending them, um and and communicating. Communicating. And even like even at some point, you're like, okay, look, there's a girl I'm talking to pursuing um and when you do have that urge it's more like okay let me call this girl up um and of course it, you know it's only hu- it's 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 male nature to pursue the hunt i'll put it that way the hunt right like you're like okay yeah there's well, a girl there's, I'm there's definitely on. and you know i've heard a pastor say like as a married man mm-hmm. i gotta fight the urge Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, just that the urge of temptation and, and I'm, I've thought about it in light of what you just said, what's that urge? There's a level of, and I know I would say this is true for a lot of men. I don't know if it's true for all men, mm-hmm. but I think from my anecdotal experience, you have a desire for affirmation from women. Mm-hmm. And so as a married man, you have to fight that urge to get it from a woman who's not your wife mm-hmm. because that you know, even just talking about it from like getting a girl's number or making friends with a girl, mm-hmm. there's the excitement mm-hmm. of something new and this mm-hmm. girl doesn't know me. Can I get her to like yeah. me? Can I get, you know, just that, that affirmation never goes away. Yeah. And, and that, so that's where I was saying, like you use the word hunt. I would put it in, you're hunting for that affirmation yeah. of and, your character. And, and you know, women will always be women and they're, they will always uh, like men to be men. And like when I think about like, for example, you know, 
let's say you're not even at a sporting event. Let's just say you're talking to a female and she's like, okay, so what are you into? Um, and you're like, well, you know, I run track. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means he has a six pack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, oh yeah, track star has a six pack. You know, a hockey player, you know, you know strong upper body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He can fight. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, he can take a punch and fight. You know what I mean? You know, the basketball player, you know, he, he got a, he got a he got six hops. shoe game. You know, he got a six, six shoe game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kick game crazy now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, you know, it's just one of those things where it's a notch on your belt to say, like, look, even, even forget, like, you, you can say, yo, I dance. Well, shoot. She's like, well, that means he's good in bed. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like these are the things where, like, physically, you know, women are just they can make the connection. Or like, but again, if you say like, um, you know, well, yeah, I play with my joystick behind closed doors. No pun intended. You know what I mean? Like, that's (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't see too many girls get um, you know, excited about that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's funny. Like, I think of like a really good buddy of mine, and if you're listening, you know who you are. When I say this, I can remember driving in a car. I think he was in the front seat. We had our, my girlfriend and her friend that he was, you know, flirting with, let's say. Um, and I made some comment about being a gamer. He's like, dude, you can't tell girls that. Like, you can't tell girls you're Yo, a gamer. And this was like 15 years ago, almost. Thomas Joel Nikoloff Jr. That's what my wife, yo, my, because I, I, yo, I posted the thing on online, you know, asking women like, you know, who they prefer, like, you know, traditional sports or esports, and my wife was like, yo, Darnell, and you know, there wasn't really a response, you know, a couple. But, but well, no, hold on, guys, guys were liking the comment. No, I didn't ask the guys for their comment. Women were like reluctant, and I was like, man, how come you know women aren't saying nothing? Tara was like, yo, Darnell, most of their men are gamers. <laughs> Like, you like, no girl's gonna, you know, put their man on blast like that. And I was like, oh, frig. I was like, yo, that's a real thing. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Our producer, yo, you wanna jump on this, dog? <laughs> what you gotta say? Yo, get I on the mic. Yo, tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> I did have one person that messaged me um, and actually was like, just laughed and said, of course, uh, traditional. Right. And I know, and I, and, I, and, I had, and I had girls inbox me as well and, and let me know, like, like, you know, Oh, private message. They don't want to put it out. Yeah, because, yeah, it just. Yeah, so it was just one of those points where, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, women aren't too hyped about that. Even now, like, like the majority age is 35 and most of my guys are married. And yeah, their wives are like, yo, go, you know, put down the controller and pick up a dish. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, for, I know for me, in my context, right, I got a newborn, I got a wife, my my gaming has dropped even more now that I have a kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's important for all of us, you know, I'm saying married, like my wife, my, as, my, as well as myself, to have, let's call it personal time. Or, you know, whether that's playing sports, you know, obviously I'm not saying you don't play co-ed sports, but like, you know, it's like I said to my wife, I'm like, you need to you know, find a night. You book something, you do what you got to do. I'll take care of the kid. Mm-hmm. I got my night. It's usually playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's contrast that with, as you were talking about, gaming is in isolation. So if I want to play hockey, I can't play hockey and game, you know, three hours a night or on mm-hmm. any given night. I don't have three hours to game. Mm-hmm. Now, if I didn't go play hockey regularly, then maybe I'd have that time. Mm-hmm. And so. I think for most women or married people, 
if your spouse is gaming, that's time that they're sacrificing with you to do that. Now, Mm -hmm. we all need leisure. We all need downtime. There is, I think, need to do that on, you know, have some time to yourself. Um, But if it's excessive, that means you're, what are you sacrificing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can understand why, why women would have a hesitation towards it. But at the same time, if it's a reasonable amount of time and, you know, you're not waking up on Saturday morning and playing till noon and being like, yeah, yeah, take care of the kid. I got, I got this controller to play with. Yeah. Um, and so it's not a good look. No, you know, like what, what responsibilities are you sacrificing right. to do that? And, and this is where I think, you know, we haven't touched on it yet, but I want to come back to, to the value of team sport. Right. Well, no, well, well, well let's segue to that now. So okay. that's, that's my second point through the fire. So, so the first point um, I wanted to touch on was in traditional sports, there's a likelihood you'll experience embarrassment, not adversity. But embarrassment. When in the embarrassment, you know, you you show the adversity. But the embarrassment's key because, um, you you know, being laughed at, um, and how you respond. So, like for example, people are like, what? What do you mean? And be embarrassed? Okay. So I am a hooper. So I'm not sure if you follow Ball is Life, but there's plenty of highlights. I mean, you know, you know, I'll put in, you know, I'm I'm gonna put it in the the show notes. I'm gonna put a couple links of guys getting humiliated. Like Carter dunking over the seven footer. No, worse, <laughs> worse, worse. Getting getting dropped. That's the worst thing. Oh, getting crossed and all falling over, and then guys hitting shots or whatever the case may be. I, I remember just one one clip. This one dude like was dribbling, and he took the shirt off of his defender while dribbling. Oh, it was and one, wasn't it? No, this was oh. just yo. This was just a street ball game, and the guy yeah. just embarrassed him. And you know it was, and then you and know, and of course, of course, you, you, you know, black people, you know, running across the court, they're running, yeah, like, yeah, like the game, like the game, literally, like has to stop, and people are running across the court, and you know, everybody yeah. has their phones out, like that's embarrassing, yeah, you know what I mean, like, 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 I, even I've been dunked on, yeah, you know, uh, shout to Sonny Brown, you know, Project Hulk, uh, caught a backdoor alley oop on me in grade nine. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he had hops like that. He caught a backdoor alley dunked on me. I wasn't allowed to go in the cafeteria the rest of the year. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah, that was it. I, I ate my lunch in the hallway. Like I couldn't go back in that joint. Oh man, you see what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but I got over it. I learned to laugh at myself, and I got over it. I no suicidal thoughts, no depression. Just go through the fire. But yeah, well, yeah. I think your point through the fire is a good good statement because let's contrast that with with gaming. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use an example like oh i'm playing call of duty i go oh and 16 on a map i get you know my team is pissed because i'm the one that caused us to lose mm-hmm. what do i do quit the lobby join a new one no one knows what's good mm-hmm. right like i i can run from those things i mean we can list a whole bunch of scenarios not just humiliation but like okay hockey context i try to ring a puck around the boards as a defenseman accidentally snipe it in my own net you can't, you know, run off the ice and go join another rink. Right. You got to deal with it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, your teammates yeah, you, chewing you, gotta, you out. You, and you got to own it. Like, yo, I messed up. I ate it. Like, it's it's on me. I got to be better. And and I think it's, it's an interesting, like, again, through the fire. Like, you're going to push through those uncomfortable, annoying, painful, whatever it is, scenario moments. moments yeah. Whereas in gaming, it's like, 
I mean, we cheer people about rage quitting all the time. What does that mean? Middle of the game, boom, you know they just shut off their system because mm-hmm. they're so rattled. Right. And so I think that to some extent, those behaviors within gaming where, you know, it's, it would be a little different if it was team sports gaming where mm-hmm. you don't have the ability to run mm-hmm. where, you know, if, and, and this is where I think there's some hope for, for these bad things in gaming as our data world changes, um, as, you know, I was listening to Joe Rogan talking with, um, Elon Musk mm-hmm. and, and Elon Musk was talk. It's just the podcast just came out. Um, Elon Musk Musk was talking about the stream of data right now is actually really bottlenecked in that, you know, we share a picture and it shows a lot, but if you contrast that with the idea of live streaming, there's, there's such a drastic difference mm-hmm. and the speed at which we can live stream is, is not that good in in contrast to like let's say if i was bringing that into the gaming world if i was now part of an esports team you know i have to jump on half hour before so we can sit in a lobby and game plan our basketball game and then i only control one character and i got five let's say basketball i got five other people i'm playing with you know some of these things that are let's call them bad habits within gaming Mm -hmm. um that doesn't allow you to go through the fire i think in the long term as AI grows as our data yeah. world grows. Yeah, maybe those things will be mitigated, but those but in today's world these are problems. Right. Because you don't go through the fire. Right. Um right, and then you know, yeah. So the next point I have is uh being the weakest link in the chain and going through that. So like being like so in e- esports you're not you're not the weakest link. Like you're still relatively good. You're still a relatively respectable player. You're not well, I mean, you're not yourself. If- so, from the quite the point I'm making is that, have you been the worst player on a team? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, like, 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 and and like, for example, or or like, for example, um, I played lacrosse, and I was not the best player, uh, and <laughs> it was a terrible experience because I didn't know the game. So it's a very physical game for you guys who don't know. Yeah. Um, and that was rough, but you know. My coach was very good, and he like even like I was like the only black kid playing, probably in the whole league <laughs> at the time. You know, like, here I am, you know, breaking barriers, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> but but my coach was very supportive, um, and he was always encouraging me and letting me know I was part of the team, even though I was you know taking a beating and I was just terrible. Um, so these are the things learning to. Well, and follow I think, through on your commitments. You know, exactly. I, I was saying about responsibilities, right? Like mm-hmm. you made a, resp- a commitment mm-hmm. to your parents mm-hmm. that, oh, you're going to pay for this. I'm going to, I have a responsibility to play. To finish. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the number, let's say they mm-hmm. paid 500 bucks. I, mm-hmm. I, maybe it wasn't that much, but mm-hmm. like you paid 500 bucks for you to be on the team and four games in or like 10% into the season, mm-hmm. you, they got $50 worth of their money mm-hmm. in terms of what they paid for. And you're like, I, I want to quit. It's like, well, no, you made a commitment. Yeah. We didn't yeah. pay for you to sit at home. And, yeah. and I think there's, there's value in that. Now, obviously, if your parents are riding you because you suck, that's a, you know, yeah. that's a, we're, not, we're not at all saying that all the scenarios are good mm-hmm. um, because your parents are going to play a role. But it sounds like it was a positive experience for you looking back. Now, right. during it, there's, there's pain, there's yeah. anguish, there's like embarrassment. Right. Um, you know, I can think of 
you know, I, I made uh, uh, one of the intramural like soccer teams in like elementary school. I never played soccer. I was just, you know, athletic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first, first game in the tournament that we were in, just didn't know the fundamentals. And like, as a defender, I should have done X and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And we got scored on. Now, was I the only one who made a mistake on the play? No. But guess what? I was on the bench. Right. And so, yeah, sitting there. Doghouse. Doghouse. Oh, boy. For, for, you know, I didn't play till the tournament was, you know, last half yep. of the last yep. game. Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah, I deserve You that. can't just quit and join another team. No. You got you to ride out the doghouse. And, and celebrate if your team wins yeah. the championship with you on Bruh. the bench. Right. You know, and go, okay, what, what am I learning here? But see, Joel, this is what connects. This is why I'm making the connection to manhood and having a family and being able to go to work. Absolutely. And feel like I'm not contributing anything here. Um, I'm not being valued here. Um, but the big picture is, you know, I have a team at home that I got to support um, and, and learning what that's like to, to put. And, and the point is the physical toll of, of sports. Mm-hmm. There's a physical toll that your body takes even when you go to the work and yep. making that connection to the stress. Follow, yeah, yeah. As opposed to just turning off the game, joining another game or... Um, well, so pleasure, or or or, 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 or your thumbs hurting you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, um, so that's why I would make the connection. Now, my last point is um, physical altercations, mm-hmm. learning how to deal with that. So, there's in sports, there's there's controlled physical altercations, um, and then there's um, the uncontrolled or unsupervised um, yeah. altercation. So, what I mean by that is, so again, um, like you know, part of growth is, is from boy to, to a man is, yeah, deal, dealing with people and confrontation. So uh, for pickup basketball, um, you know, when, when you're in organized games, the refs make the calls, they make the foul calls, but in pickup, you make your own calls. So if it's game point, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, you call a foul and the guy says, you know, you know let's say it's me, I'm 5'10", and then there's a guy who's 6'8", my cousin. And no, it's not my cousin, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, six, eight, you know what I mean? And I call a foul, like he clearly nails me and he says, well, no, he doesn't honor that. Cause you know, you don't have to honor yeah, you can. a person's call. Well, yeah. Now me and him have to come face to face. And reach you know, a conclusion. Yeah. Now, now because it's unsupervised, this can escalate, this can escalate to, you know, punches being thrown, but you have to come to the point where like, okay, look, man, I'm not going to let you intimidate me. Mm-hmm. Right, and you got to learn how to, um, I guess, in a sense, uh, you know, flex, stand up for yourself. Yeah, 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 and let them know, like, look, man, you fouled me. You know, they're like, oh, they'll shoot for it. Like, hell no, we ain't shooting for nothing. Give me the damn ball. Like, we're not. Yeah, we're not going through this. You clearly karate chopped me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so there's that instance of learning how to deal with altercations and confrontation, and not being passive. Even like, even like when you go to play pickup, like yeah. my first night at pickup, I didn't play. Well, why didn't I play? Because I thought someone would come beside me and put their arm around me and say, hey, would you like to play? So the whole night, I didn't know that you had to call your run. So when you go to a gym, it doesn't matter if you don't know anybody, you like, have to say, next. yo, I got next. And you got to say it loud enough so everybody in the gym hears you. And if somebody says, well, no, I got next. And you're like, okay, well. I'm after that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> after that. You know what I mean? Until the point where there, you call your run, and now you're like, okay, do you have four? Okay, yeah, okay, yo, you're on my team. No, you're not on my team. Da, 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 da. But you learn 
you learn uh, through the fire uh, to speak up for yourself and not be passive. Well, and I think, you know, my mind also goes to this idea of meritocracy, right? Where they're talking about taking scoring out of kids' soccer. And, and for four-year-olds, like, okay, whatever, I don't care. But it's like, when you got seven, eight-year-olds, like, I know a guy, he's like, my kid comes home and he knows the score every game. Like, right. I don't care that you're keeping score or not. They know they pumped mm. that other team or mm. if they won or lost mm -hmm. because everybody's keeping score. You're just not recording it for the league. Right. And, and I think, you know, meritocracy is, you know, there's, there's some, let's say, valid arguments for making it not only about who's the best. And, and absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got to learn how to lose. Mm -hmm. you got to learn how to handle situations that you don't like. Yeah. Preparation right. for failure. Because, right. And this is why I'm bringing it back to meritocracy because the, the fundamentals of meritocracy to me is we are all going to have successes and failures in life. And if you don't have meritocracy as part of sports, you're, you're actually pulling away the opportunity to learn how to deal with winning and losing or to how to deal with successes and failures, right? What's worse than a sore loser is a sore winner. Like when you've got to deal with another team who's being jerks and winning, like you get it when they're losing, right. like, okay, they're getting a little rowdy. Guys, let's not pump them, you know, in hockey. We're up three, four goals. There's two minutes left. No need to sell E when you score a goal. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the other team, you know, if you keep rubbing it in their face, you're going to expect them mm -hmm. to get angry. Mm -hmm. And now someone does something they shouldn't be doing, like right. cross-checking a guy across the head. Yeah. And so there's, there's an aspect of respect for people on the other side as mm -hmm. well that like in, in gaming, like what's the guy going to do? Dox you? Like, right. you know, come yeah. on. Like at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you can be as ruthless as you want mm -hmm. with no consequences. Right. Right. No, I actually, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause if you're playing like NBA Live or 2K and you're getting blown out by 60, um, and you know what I mean? Or, or one of those things, like, in, I don't know if you have, have this in hockey, but in the NBA, like, if the game's over and you're up by a lot and, you know, you score, you know, you score the basket as opposed to dribbling it out. Oh, man. Yo, guys get offended. Like, this is even a ref thing. This is like a culture thing. Yeah. And, it, you know, um, you know, it is what it is, but you, you see those guys saying, wait, hold on. Like, that's classless, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you're up, you're up 15, you're up 10. You're, you over. know, you're, yeah, the game's over, but you, you, you're here trying to, you know, add another basket to it. It's done. Like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Self-policing, yeah. right? Right. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Going back to it, you're accountable to your team. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, so much of the gaming is in isolation, especially... I mean, you can now, they have like integrated team sports, right? So you can play basketball, mm -hmm. stick a character mm -hmm. or stick a position and then mm -hmm. everybody right. else. Yeah. But I would say, I know for me, I always, almost always preferred to play NHL by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone to hold me accountable to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a greater life issue mm -hmm. where isolation is problematic. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think we've, we've hashed out really the big differences between these two yeah is there what, what's your two cents you want to leave the audience with uh, i just i just want i'm just like more so concerned about men as a whole uh because you know the scripture holds men to a high esteem and, and that they have a responsibility 
uh, to their families and ultimately to society. So like, you know, the sex factor um, and not learning how to engage females properly uh, hurts men in the long run when, you know, you're not able to approach women when you're older, even for the sake of, you know, starting a family. And if you haven't been through the fire, how can you even maintain that family? Right. By learning those, those intangible skills um, from, from traditional sports. So you can't undervalue traditional sports and, you know, nothing's wrong with esports. Just don't overdo it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would say I'm in agreement with you mostly. Um, I, I would take it to a social level beyond just the, you know, relational between male and female, mm-hmm. like relational in general, right? How are you going to speak up to your boss? All these, you know, just general communication skills in, let's call it uncomfortable scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sports do a really good job of, of helping you just experience uncomfortable scenarios and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas isolation, um, I think is the really big key to where gaming mm-hmm. or esports can be detrimental. Um, and then add the excessive screen time. Uh, the two of those things together are. And what the male I'm, urge to want female company. Well, I would say that is a scenario where those two things are problematic. Right. There's a, I think there's a lot of scenarios right. where excessive screen time yes. and living in isolation are problematic. Right. Um, and so for me, that's where I would say I was taking it to a, a slightly more generic view, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that isolation is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, when we did our population or demographic episode for Canada Stats, mm-hmm. we were talking about we're more isolated while feeling more connected mm-hmm. uh, was one of our comments. So, yeah, that's my two cents. Um, that's my two cents hit us up if you think we're a bunch of dummies uh, with regards (laughs) to gaming you know give us your feedback tell us what you think hit us on uh, ladies let us know what you think it's all right inbox us if necessary yeah 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 (laughs) we won't we won't broadcast who you are what you said but we we appreciate the feedback Um, so at six cents report both twitter facebook and then uh, email us six cents report at gmail.com and uh, finish him (laughs) but you heard me does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.